Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The weekend's just around the corner, and I know at least a few of you have some dates lined up. What'll it be? Dinner and a show? Maybe a walk and picnic? Or maybe a movie night? Well, today we will get a little advice on how to make the most of quality time with the ones that we care about and get out of that rut. Because let's face it, there is an art to a great date. Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman is with me in studio, and she's been really digging into this topic for the show. Hey, Claire. Hey, Sasha. So tell us, why did you want to explore dating? I think I'm the person in my friend group who's kind of picking out dates for people. I think partially just because I work at WBEZ. I'm writing about cool places in our newsletter and, you know, producing segments for the show. So people will reach out to me when they're going out with someone. And I kind of had this epiphany, like, I could do this for our listeners, total strangers. That is such a great idea. And I mean, you brought it to the team. We were on board instantly. Yeah. I think the best part is you are actually setting some folks up and sending them on real life dates. Totally. And I think the reason that I'm so drawn to this is, you know, I think in a city like Chicago, um, that's so big, it can almost be stifling to decide what you want to do. Um, so I, I just kind of want to help people out so that they can have a special time together and yeah. just connect. Um, and, and mix just, it up a little bit. Yeah, do something exactly. Different. Exactly. It doesn't have to just be, you know, dinner and a drink. Yeah. And so, well, to get some additional help, we sought advice from a love and dating expert, one of our favorites here on Reset, Bella Gandhi. She's a dating coach and founder of Smart Dating Academy, and she also hosts a dating podcast by the same name. And she started by telling us more about what she does. So I started Smart Dating Academy 14 years ago because I was always matchmaking people and giving people dating advice. So we are, think about having a personal trainer for your love life. That is what my company does. So that would we be amazing. help you, right? It's like, do you continuously pick the wrong people? We help you to fix your pickers. We do your photos. We ha- we write your profiles with you. And then we hold your hand date by date. Y'all, we have graphs for what healthy relationship trajectories look like. This is what happens when you take a nerdy finance wow. person <laughs> who becomes a dating coach. And all of the things, lists of red flags. So we've had zero divorces in 14 years. Oh, I'm really excited about that. That is worth a round of applause. Yay! Um, so I want to start really broad, Bella, and, and let's let's be basic for a second. I want you to define a date. Is it as casual as, as just a movie night in on the couch? Yeah, a date is a meeting. A date is two people being together. You can have a date date with a prospective romantic partner. You can have a date with your spouse or your existing partner. I have teenagers. I have dates with my son. I have dates with my friends, dates with my mom. So a date is a meeting that will hopefully bring better connection and love into your life. So there are folks out there who are in a committed partnership and those who are testing the water a little bit. 
Um, maybe they're in a new relationship. Maybe they're just dating around, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, we always hear, you know, start out, date multiple people, and then, you know, sort of they're wind it down. They're tindering it up. They're tindering it up, <laughs> bumbling it away. Bumbling it, hinging it up. <laughs> uh, what is a good mindset that you would say to have if you're in that second group that is, as we called it, tindering, you know, dating around, meeting lots of folks at the same time? So the best mindset is to become what I call a psychotic optimist about your dating life, okay? And I know you heard the word psychotic, and so some of you may be triggered by that, but don't be, because what I mean is... Don't write that on your dating profile. Right. Don't say, just say, "I'm I'm a psychotic optimist. And here's what it means. It means you're going to be optimistic about your dating life, even if, you know, it feels as dry as the Sahara Desert right now, right? You're going to tell yourself love is out there. It's a when, not an if, and I'm in it to win it. I'm going to find it. So have that eternal optimism. Do not quit. Dating is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Say that again. Dating is a marathon. Hell, it's an Ironman, okay? It's an Ironman triathlon. (laughs) It's long. It's arduous. But the ends always justify the means. So, Bella, what about folks who have been in the same relationship for a while and they feel like I don't, we don't have to go on proper dates anymore. We've already got each other. What do you say to them? Do go on proper dates. Now, a proper date could be in your kitchen where you decide, let's cook a new meal together. Let's do an appetizer, entree, and dessert from Sicily. Like, make it a thing. Make it an event. You don't have to spend a lot of money to do that. Cooking together is so fun, too. It's so fun, and it engages you. And then you're not just talking about the drudgery of your everyday stuff. The key to a great date when you're in a relationship, have conversation that's out of the ordinary, Mm. right? Don't use this to create each other's to-do list. Look, I've been married for over 20 years. I'm guilty of this too, but you got to snap out of it and say, what's the purpose of this? The purpose of this interaction Mm -hmm. is to deepen our connection and to have fun. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because you know what? A a lot of folks I know go through this where they'll plan date nights with their longtime partner and they'll sit down, you know, they'll get out of the house. Maybe it's a, you know, restaurant date. They'll sit down and the first thing that comes up, they, they start talking about the kids. They start talking about work. And it's like, focus on, you know, the, the coupledom, right? And, and, and us as partners. And, yeah. and no one remembers to do that. Yes. And let then it doesn't ca- feel like a date anymore. Okay. So that might even be a step above what I see happen a lot. Couples go out and they're both sitting there on their phones. Oh, there's that too. Not talking to each other That's at that point. Talk about the kids. It's better uh, that than being on Instagram or Facebook. But discuss, you know, my husband and I will do date nights. Like, okay, let's have a date night about what we want to do with each other over the next decade. And then let's make a list of those things. And that's the topic of conversation. And we both come with homework and we're prepared. And then it's fun. I like that. I like that you consider even that a date night. Yes. Have conversations that are out of the ordinary. Remember, everybody after a certain time gets into a rut or can. And so novelty is where we build that adrenaline and excitement again. Mm -hmm. You can take dance lessons together. You can take golf lessons. Do something that you're both novice at. So you both sort of feel like you're a fish out of water. Do something new. Yeah. Uh, What's an ideal first date? Okay. So my ideal first date, wait for it, is a walk. Mm -hmm. Why? Okay. A couple of reasons. Walking 
is really easy. Number one, it fits into everybody's budget. And if you want to spring for a Starbucks, go do that. But when you're side by side, research shows that you have deeper, more authentic conversations, even with strangers. Think about sitting next to a stranger on an airplane and Mm -hmm. how much you might go, oh, my God, I just told this person more than I've told my best friend. Crazy. So walking is great. So you're side by side and you're moving, right? So you've got adrenaline, Mm -hmm. which can build attraction and so much context around you. The conversation literally can't go flat because you can talk about the crazy pigeons or the saxophone player (laughs) on the corner. There's always something. And and to the point of moving, you can also walk away if the date is not going well. Exactly. Stay in spaces. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. My my cat's stuck in a tree. I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta go. And leave. And how long can a walk last? 45 minutes, an hour, short and sweet. Research shows you don't want to have a first date over two hours and 15 minutes because at that point, we start to look for negative aspects of the person that we're with. Short and sweet. Yep. Let's hear from some folks who want to join the conversation. Here is Forrest in Batavia. Hey, Forrest. Welcome to Reset. Fortunately, I have a question that's on the other end of the spectrum, and I'm sorry to put that at you. Um, but I'm at a point where after six years of my marriage, I'm thinking about divorce because every time I've tried to come to my wife after six years of constructive criticism, she she uses it actually to fight with me and make things worse usually. Oh, I'm sorry oh. to hear that, Forrest. So essentially you're saying you think you will be back on the dating scene at some point soon. Unfortunately, yes. And I mm. do love my wife very much, and I would, I would, I don't want to hurt her. I, I love her. I, I would never cheat on her, but I just, I can't keep being unhappy for, yeah, my life. Yeah, well, this you're is this is reality. Fix. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Bella. Take it away. I was going to say it takes two people to get a relationship back on track, and it sounds like you're trying, you're doing everything you can. You know, you've probably done couples counseling. And at a certain point, um, you know, I wish you all of the best. You sound like a great person and a great partner. And I hope that you find the love that you deserve. Yeah. Um, Well, back to that initial side of the spectrum that we were on. Uh, On the topic of, of first dates, I hear people talk about the fact that they're terrible at them sometimes, right? There's an awkwardness, I think, you know, when you're just getting to know someone and you don't know if you're going to mesh quite well with them. Is there do you have immediate tips for navigating just that that anxiety? Yeah. If you're feeling anxiety, that means you have what I call a me focus. You're focused on yourself. Mm. If you instead have a in quotes other focus, meaning focusing on the other person and making them feel good about themselves and having fun, you can't be awkward and anxious. Take the focus off of yourself. Get prepared for the date. You're going on a date with someone. At least you've read their profile online. Hopefully you've had a video chat, you know, to pre-qualify them as well. But think about three things that you can ask them that put them in a really good light. Maybe the things they're passionate about, things they're proud of, things they're dreaming about. But being prepared lowers your anxiety. It's like giving a speech, right? If you're prepared and you know what you want to say, you're going to you're not going to reduce you're not going to eliminate the anxiety, but you're going to yeah. reduce it. Practice makes perfect. And our friend Forrest there talked about, you know, re-entering that dating pool. I mean, what's your advice for folks who have never probably done this in in a long time and they are apprehensive about dating today and what that would be like. 
get some help around it. Yeah. There's so many resources that are out there now. You don't have to go at this alone. If you're coming out of a painful long-term breakup, a divorce, if you've been widowed, get a village around you. It takes a village to find love, right? Maybe you've got a great therapist, a dating coach. You've got a supportive group of friends, family, but somebody around you that can support you and give you tips through the process. Yeah. Let's jump back to the phones. Here's Abby in Ravenswood. Hey, Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. How's your dating life? Um, so I just wanted to mention that in 2023, a lot of people are going to say the same thing, and it's pretty difficult. But I wanted to speak to what Bella was saying about it being a marathon um, and not just some quick sprint. It really does take a lot of effort, a lot of positivity. And with all the negatives that are out there, I think it's important for us to say, okay, this wasn't the person for me. This wasn't my ideal partner. You say, all right, I'm going to, you know, pick it back up and I'm going to go again. And unfortunately, I think people are just scared these days and it is a scary time. And I I really feel for Forrest, who's going to have to jump back into that pool again, because Mm -hmm. um, people are very apprehensive these days and people are very ambivalent. And sometimes I think people put themselves out there when they really shouldn't. Um, which then leads to ghosting, which I really want Bella to kind of talk about. Yes. And, you know, maybe touch into, you know, why people kind of, you know, they, they and I want, and even bring up attachment styles and yeah. like, you know, an attachment theory. And people really don't understand it. And I've, I've learned a lot about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've put the focus into it because I've experienced it myself. Yeah, no, these are all great points, Abby. Thank you so much for calling. And uh, I I do want to have you address ghosting, Bella, because Abby makes a great point. There are people on the dating scene that really don't need to be there. They didn't quite finish what they just, you know, you know, just came out of, if you will. And um, or or they're just not quite ready to be dating again. And then what tends up ends up happening, sometimes they reconcile with that partner. And then you just met them. You're in La La Land thinking, this is fantastic. We've made a great connection. We're vibing. This is great. Boom. They ghost you. Yeah. You don't hear from them again because they're, they've gone back to their previous relationship or what have you, right? Yeah. And, you know, ghosting is so painful, right? It's abandonment and emotional pain lights up the same sensors in our brain as physical pain. So I've seen people get ghosted after two dates. I've seen people get ghosted after a year. I've seen people get ghosted romantically. After a year. And even by friends, right? Where your friends, it's so incredibly painful. And ghosting ultimately, I'd say to my clients that get ghosted, you're dodging not just a bullet, but a cannonball because you want a relationship with a grown-up. You want a relationship with someone who can have the tough conversations, the real conversations, and use their voice. People that ghost are often afraid of conflict and they can't speak their truth. Mm -hmm. And that is not a good person for a relationship long-term. Bella, I feel like relationships they have this tendency to be unbalanced when it comes to planning dates, right? So what do you do if you're always the one that's putting in the effort and you're not getting a whole lot in return? Say it. <laughs> Sounds like my... In our house, I'm the social planner. I organize dates with friends, dates. And every now and then I'm like, I'm fine to be the chief social officer, but it would be amazing if you could plan our next date. Yeah. And some and when you say it from a place of love versus accusations, 
right? It's how you say things to your partner mm-hmm. that can get you a positive or a negative response. Now, I got to say, it feels like it could be a gendered thing, too. And I'm talking about like straight, you know, hetero mm. relationships. It tends to be the woman who's putting in the effort. I'm speaking from personal experience of being the one who's, you know, trying to make things special all the time. So, again, your advice for navigating that conversation. Say exactly that. Like, Say how hey, you feel. Yeah, right? But don't blame. Don't blame. The best relationships now, research is showing more and more that we each do similar things for the relationship. It's not, I stay home, you do this. It's very much more like, I take some weight on the social side, you take some weight on the social side. I take some weight on the kid's side, you do the same. So here, it's okay to have that conversation and ask. The best research in relationships from John Gottman shows when we turn inwards towards our partners, we get better responses than when we ice out and turn outwards. Mm. I love that. Let's jump back to the phones. Here is Grant in Logan Square. Hey, Grant. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for, so much for having me today, Sasha. I'm a sure. big fan of the show. Yeah, so what an interesting topic. Um, I'm presently in a relationship. I've received some wonderful feedback about the recent dates that I've planned, uh, and that came through a lot of practice of planning dates. Um, but it's a wonderful suggestion from the guests today to take walks together. There's so many fantastic walks to take in Chicagoland. The River Walk, the Lakeshore Trail, the Bloomingdale Trail. Cook County Forest Reserves. There's so many great scenic routes. Um, or wow. alongside one of Chicago's neighborhood greenways. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I I'm, I'm love that you're co-signing the walking thing, too, because I, I absolutely loved that. But I got to probe just a little bit more, Grant, because you said you're an excellent planner. I mean, how did you get to that point? Well, yeah, it takes years, years of planning dates, you know. So, you know, every opportunity to just make it the best you can. Um, I'd say you know, having a positive bona fide attitude um, towards your partner and the intentions of a date uh, is also very important. Um, yeah, so I think I suggested some walks. I'd also just say more to the location. Uh, there's great other places to go, Art Institute, the museums, um, the aquariums, very fun. So there's so many great places in Chicago. What a great city to date in. Awesome. Oh my gosh, I love your attitude. I'm, you know, if you need a job as a dating planner, just call me. I love this. Making connections. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, Grant. Um, so let's uh, let's talk more about dating in general in, in a second. But you just recently uh, had a podcast episode. It was about beige flags, Bella. Not red flags, not green flags, but beige. What? Beige flags. Yeah, it was on Good Morning America. So it was a TikTok trend that came out with, I don't know, hundreds of millions of views. And what a beige flag is, to your point, Sasha, and it's not a red flag, it's not a green flag. So it started out on TikTok as, you know what, it's for a boring date. Someone who's beige, vanilla, meh. But it's evolved into a fun fact. Like, hashtag, my beige flag is I always sleep with the fan on at night, even if it's 20 below. Right? It's like, fun fact about me. <laughs> fun fact about your boo. Right? My daughter was like, oh, I get beige flags. She's 19. She said, my boyfriend, he's his beige flag is when we watch a horror movie, he's the one covering his eyes and putting his head <laughs> into my shoulder. So, the question is can a beige flag turn into a red flag Uh, and that's when you run and that's when you run so for example if you say uh hashtag beige flag my prospective partner always eats the last bite of food without asking if i want it haha beige flag 
I'd put that in the yellow flag category because if this person starts to show more and more signs of being selfish and not thinking about you, that could turn into a bona fide red flag. Let's bring another voice into this conversation. Joining us now is Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman. Claire is actually working on planning a few dates for our listeners and newsletter subscribers. And she joins us now. Hey, Claire. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Bella. What a fun assignment. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Where did this idea come from? So Bella was saying that she just was naturally this person like in her friend group who is, you know, making matches between people. I feel like I'm always giving recommendations to people and kind of like planning friends and families date night. So I was like, I can do this for the people who are reading our newsletter. And I also noticed that, you know, when you're chatting with someone on a dating app, you'll kind of decide that you want to get together. But then the second that you're like, okay, where should we go? What time? It's like, Crickets. Crickets. It's crickets. (laughs) People just, I think, have a hard time making decisions. I'm very decisive. Period. I love that about you, Claire. I'm going to put you on the spot, though, Claire, because, I mean, you're sitting next to Bella, right? Tell us, what makes you the right person to plan dates for these strangers? So I'm really glad that you brought this up um, because it's so important that our (laughs) guests on Reset have credentials and... um, I'm ready to back that up. So I'm using some of my journalistic (laughs) skills here, right? I'm researching. I'm asking around. I'm emailing, doing some interviews. Um, But like I said, I'm also a person who likes to plan. I'm very decisive. And I think that, you know, in Chicago, like this is such a big city. It can almost be overwhelming to decide where you want to go on a date, where you want to spend time. So I really want to use my journalistic powers to like, help people have a special day with the people they care about. So then tell us how you use those powers to decide where you were sending these couples. Totally. So I asked couples to write in and tell me what neighborhood they lived in, how much money they're okay with spending, and a couple of the activities they like to do. Um, And then I kind of like matched them up. I reached out to our WBEZ colleagues who live in their neighborhoods, and I said, you know, this couple, like, they're into music. They're into, like, wine nights. They do pickleball. Like, help me. And they were able to recommend places. <laughs> help! And, you know, I, I kind of vetted them, and I was able to, yeah, draft up my first date for a couple. So Woo-hoo. tell us, yeah, so who wrote in and what did you plan? Yes, so Steph and Anthony wrote in. Um, they're kind of sporty, but they also like movies, music, wine. Like, they like doing a lot of things together. They sound like they had a really cool relationship because they had so much in common. Um, so I picked five places around Chicago that were by their neighborhood that I thought they'd dig. Um I'll do some shout outs. One was the new wine spot called Apero. Um, I also picked out this really awesome divey music venue called Hungry Brain, oh, nice. um, which is in Roscoe. And um, I also added the Chicago Film Fest, which is coming up um, in October because they're movie lovers. I was like, you guys could have an awesome ah, day. So putting that on their radar. Back to back. Yeah. Such a good idea. So, I how, love that. so other folks are going to hear this. They're yeah. going to want this, too. So how should folks keep in touch with you if they want you to plan their date. So I recommend signing up for our newsletter at wbez.org slash reset news. I'm so excited. I want to plan your date. So yeah, guys, she's really obsessed about this. Yes. So, so do it. Let me make some choices for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also asked subscribers about what made a date great. I'm curious yeah. what they told you. So people, you know, they love sharing the spots they like to go to, but it was really about the intention and the conversation and just kind of like 
that that connection, just like being with another person you care about and you're you're focused on them and they're focused on you. And it was so sweet. So many people said that. Yeah. Bella, I'll turn it back to you. I mean, I can tell you're thoroughly impressed here. Yes. I How'd she do? love this. This is amazing. I don't know, Claire. You might have to plan a date for my husband and me. <laughs> I'll this, do it. Yay. Yeah. I love that. It's great to have somebody who thinks outside of the box, even for your own relationship. Yeah. I love this. Well, let's jump back to the phones. I think we've got someone else who would like your advice, Bella. Here's Eddie in Lincoln Square. Hello. Hi, Eddie. What's your question? Hi, how are you? We're doing well. Good to hear from you. Good. Well, I just was driving home and I heard your program. I decided to call it. Sure. Um, uh, I haven't been in a relationship in 15 plus years. Next week I'll be turning 61. Happy young birthday. 61, by the way, thank you. And uh, so, you know, everyone, my coworkers and everyone I talked to, oh, jump on Bumble, whatever. And, and you know, I've never did anything like that. So this week I... Go ahead and, and downloaded it, and I'm just uh, sort of finishing my profile because I don't never did anything like that. I don't know, you know, what to yes. expect, you know. Amazing. Kind of so I was wondering if it's a good idea for someone in my age bracket, even though I'm a very young 61-year-old guy. Uh, Eddie, I am so kind of proud of you. You, I mean, you just, I think you need to finish up that, that profile and hit, submit or send or finalize or whatever that button is and, and get it live because I, I bet they're going to come crawling after you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Eddie, it's Bella. I think it's great. Have somebody look at what you're going to post because we don't always post the best photos of ourselves, right? So have five to six good photos where you're dressed to impress, no other people in the photos, well lit, and make sure that the text you write in your profile is good spelling, good grammar, because I know we can be so judgy online, but it is what it is. And be positive. Talk about what makes you special and what your dreams are, and you're going to crush it. And happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Eddie. I mean, are you excited about this new venture? About getting back out there? I am. I am. You know, I've been, it's been a rough while for me, and I'm in a good place in life, and, you know, and so I want to, you know, share that. I would would like to meet someone and, you know, just spend quality time and do fun stuff together. Awesome. Mm. We are rooting for you, Eddie. Thanks for calling. You're ready to go for sure. Um, you know, and, and here's another thought I had, Bella, as I'm thinking about Eddie and other folks getting ready to go on dates with this great advice. So many dates start with, let's grab a drink, right? And, and it's easy, but not everyone actually wants to rely on alcohol, especially when they're getting to know somebody who's, who's new. So why do you think bars tend to be that go-to for the date? Because they're easy. And when you say, let's grab a drink, it often connotes something quick. It's not dinner. It's not a show. And I like first dates that are short and sweet. You know, sober dating is becoming a bigger and bigger trend where, number one, a lot of people don't want to have their judgment clouded mm-hmm. when they're on dates because what are you trying to do? Maybe pick up on green flags or red flags. Yeah. And if you've had two, three drinks, I don't know. Not many of us are good after that second <laughs> drink or for some of us after even one drink. So yeah. I think it's yeah. fine to not go out drinking. And I mean, Claire, did you run across this too as you were trying to like plan dates? Were you trying to say, OK, let me let me stay away from it just being bars, right? Because that's so easy to fall into. Yeah, I think, you know, automatically I was, when, you know, I was asking around for places, people were offering cocktail bars. And I, I realized like, 
you know, there's such a wide variety of things to do. Yeah. I'll offer that, but there's a ton of other There options. are bar alternatives, right, Bella? Definitely. Like, you know, what about, you know, outdoor dates? You talked about walking, picnics, the museum even? So many things. Just get creative. There's a magic lounge on the north side. There's so many things. If you're an activity person, go play mini golf. Go to one of those top golf digital things. Go for a bike ride. You don't have to rely on dates that circle around drinking. And in a lot of cities, they're actually creating bars that are sober bars as well. That's right. Where you can go and get drinks that are more exciting than getting a club soda or, <laughs> you know, a Coke or a juice where you feel like you're drinking something grown up, but yeah. it doesn't have the stuff. What about date conversations? You know, if you're, you're meeting someone new, how do you get past that typical, what do you do for work? How many siblings do you have? What's your favorite color? <laughs> or is that just me? <laughs> Was I just revealing what, what I like your to do in first color? Sasha Ann. It's blue. <laughs> Great. We're going on a date again. Um, you know, there's got to be small talk ultimately in the beginning for the first few minutes. I mean, you do have to get to know the person. Yeah, because nobody wants to be like, hey, tell me about your mother within the first minute of being on a date. But I think that it's fine. If you want a date that has more authenticity, the step one is... Be more authentic. Disclose something interesting about yourself that might be quirky, that might not be obvious, that might be a little bit personal. But remember, you don't want to go into the TMI. You don't need to discuss, you know, the trauma you've been through, all of the deep, dark stuff that everybody has. It's not the place for a first or a second date, but pick things that are a little bit like, okay, I'm going to tell you something about myself that's a little bit quirky. Love that. That's how you do it. You get to be, you get to have more interesting dates by being interesting. Yeah. Well, before I let you both go, I mean, I want to get it on record. Your favorite date spot in Chicago. Claire. I have to say, um, my favorite first date spot is this bar in Logan Square called Quality Time. It's just a good one. It just works. Yeah. Quick one from you, Bella. I love Summer House in Me too. Lincoln Park. Yeah. It's just no matter what the weather is in Chicago, it's sunny and breezy. Good spot. Get a high high top set at the bar. Love it. That's Reset's digital engagement producer, Claire Hyman, and Bella Gandhi, dating coach and founder of Smart Dating Academy. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, Sasha. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Claire Hyman. It was edited by Meha Ahmed and Micah Yasin. Are you getting the Reset newsletter to your inbox? Well, our digital engagement producer, Claire Hyman, shares recipes, movies, and more, along with the big headlines of the day. Just go to wbez.org slash Reset News to sign up. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.